Hey there, amigos. Welcome to the PPC Burrito, the podcast of choice for marketers hungry for knowledge of all things pay-per-click. Hi there. I'm Michael Kenny. And I'm Becky Hopkin. And we represent Digital Gearbox, a PPC specialist agency dedicated to helping businesses around the world grow using Google, Facebook, Instagram, and Bing! Did you like that little little onomatopoeia there? I did. I don't know if we need to start slapping our hands with calling it Bing rather than Microsoft Ads. I feel like no, it's, the, it's no. like when you hear people call Google Ads AdWords still. No, it's it's not. I mean, it's I I kind of because they still call the search platform Bing, don't they? They do. So you can kind of get away with it. You can. But like, no, if you go, we help. Um, businesses around the world grow using Google, Facebook, Instagram, and Microsoft advertising. It's so no. <laughs> All right, I'll let you keep binging away. We we we've got to keep the bing in there. But it's it's also like it's not like marathon rebranding to Snickers. It's not like an awesome rebrand, is it? It's so no. unfashionable. So we've got oh. to keep the bing in there. And and any opportunity to drop a bing is uh, is great. How you doing? I'm good. We've just wrapped up. Rep- well, we're in the process of wrapping up reporting for February, which is looking very exciting and good. So feeling positive there. And we're also going through some more recruitment. So that's also exciting. The the, the digital gearbox fun wagon continues to plow forward. We don't just have a burrito truck. We have the truck of fun. The which is the truck of fun. It's big in a way. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. It's big in a way. Uh, I know we don't usually like to start with a let's look out the window and let's talk about the weather. The weather outside doesn't look that great. And I know that our guest that we're going to speak to later loves it uh, when the weather doesn't look great. Yeah, you see where we're going mm-hmm. here. But before we get talking to our guest this week, we've got to do it. We've got to share some PPC tips. You know how it works. We share two tips an episode. We're going to kick off. I do have to give you a little bit of a spoiler, though. Both tips this week are mind-numbingly boring, but (laughs) they're super important. Becky, kick us off. What's the first tip? It's more an update than a tip, but I'll try and get a tip out of it. Um, (laughs) So you may remember a couple of months ago, um, we talked about Google introducing new digital service tax for Boo. Boo for UK um, advertisers. And it looks like it's, it's rolling out around the world now. So um, there was notification uh, just this week that on the 1st of May, there'll be surcharges for ads in France and Spain. Um, so 2% they're they're passing on from that digital services tax and michael you were the one who actually shared this with me this morning that it looks like it's going um to the u.s as well Mm. so maryland the state of maryland where the fabulous cookies are from they uh (laughs) they've also introduced a new ad tax um so it's likely to start rolling out across the US as well. They're going to be like they're going to be like great we're we're getting sugar tax now and now we're getting Google Ads tax. So it's uh it's just one of those things really that you know deaf taxes, Google Ads and and more taxes I guess. Yeah, I mean thankfully 
they're they're not too noticeable um well that's the, the thing that's the thing things. isn't it really because when when we were first told about this we, we kind of went oh no we're, we're gonna have you know we're gonna have the people that we work with and who advertise and who we're managing the accounts they're yeah. not going to want to pay this but when we put the news in front of all of our partners they all kind of just went I, I don't care fine yeah it- we didn't really we didn't really have that much of a it wasn't really that much of a negative reception. I think most people kind of knew it was coming. And, you know, it's a small percentage. I mean, it's, yeah. it's bigger, obviously, obviously, if you're spending, you know, thousands and thousands of pounds, it's it's going to be a bigger number because it's a tax. Yeah. Um, but even the people that are spending, you know, upwards of 50K a month with us, they, they, they were just kind of like, yeah, it's just it's fine. W- would you like us to, uh, you know, do you want to absorb it into your current click? Yeah, that's yeah no actually no that's i would just pay it separately it really didn't i i was expecting something i was expecting some negativity to come out of it but really i was quite surprised no one really no one one really paid it that much mind i think i think it'll become a bigger issue for bigger advertisers like you say and especially ones that are doing international campaigns because obviously Mm. with it just being the uk that was a small percentage whereas if there's percentages everywhere um, it does add up. I mean, the nice thing, at least about this Maryland one, was that well, it's only applicable to companies that generate over a hundred million mm. from digital advertising. So, I mean, well, that includes Google, obviously. Um, mm. So, but sorry, the nice thing is that the funds are going towards Maryland schools. So Aww. you can think of it. As almost a charitable donation, with paying paying for all the little children for the children. Um, but yeah, my tip, my tip, I guess, around this is to check how much you're currently paying in terms of digital service taxes. Be aware, be aware of what you're paying there because it's not in your ad spend. You don't see it when you log into the Google mm. Ads platform. You don't see it as a little extra line. You see it on your invoices. And most of most people I know, most of our clients, they have a credit card slapped in there, and they just see those those payments going out. Um, so you might just want to go in there and be, just be aware of how much digital service tax you're paying across your target markets at the moment, and and just factor it into your budgeting because you don't want any nasty surprises at the end of the year. Um, really, so it's just no one wants aware. no one wants nasty surprises. No one. No. So yeah. Don't avoid the nasty surprises. Uh, if you would like more information with regards to this tax, uh, we created an article a few months ago with regards to the rollout in uh, the UK and other affected countries in Europe. Obviously, with this now rolling out into the US, it's still worth having a look at. So uh, we'll attach that to the show notes here. But if you go to our website, www.digitalgearbox.co.uk, you can find that article there along with um, lots of of handy resources that will hopefully save your life, maybe not save your life, that's quite dramatic, (laughs) but make your life a little easier and brighten your day. Speaking of brightening your day, um, Becky, should we speak to our lovely guest? Please. Let's do it. 
Our guest today is one of the few people that you'll ever meet who actually likes the rain. Callum Valance Paul is a digital marketing specialist who is currently driving digital transformation for rainwater harvesting innovators Graph UK, as well as Eco Garden Specialists Guarantee. Welcome to the burrito, Callum. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be in it. I've seen um, you posting clips online and I've like always wanted to be a guest and it's finally happened. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure having you on the show, Callum. Uh, obviously, what we want to do is learn a little bit more about the businesses that uh, you're working with. Obviously, we already work with you. So it's for the benefit of the wonderful people that are listening. So to get us started, can you tell us a little bit more about Graph and Guarantee and the work that you're doing with them at the moment? Of course. So I'll try to keep it short because I know it can be not an interesting subject for many people. But Graph UK is a manufacturer of underground plastic uh, water tanks, so rainwater harvesting systems, wastewater treatment systems, and stormwater management solutions. Uh, we also have a side to that, which is above ground tanks, which includes water butts, and we have and we are a manufacturer of garden sundries, so raised beds and compost bins. Nice and succinct there, Callum. Yeah, I've been practicing it for a while. I was like, <laughs> right, I know I'm coming on. They're going to ask me what the company is. It's like, right, I've got a nail. Get the elevator pitch ready. Yeah. Yes, exactly. In terms of kind of the history of the businesses, the guarantee angle or element, I should say, is, mm-hmm. is kind of a new addition that you've brought out into its own website recently, haven't you? Yeah, so um, since we've been in the UK, it was formed back in 2013 after a acquisition of a smaller company. Um, we were mainly just our commercial side of things, which was rainwater harvesting, wastewater treatment, and stormwater management. And then back in 2018, 2017, there began a focus on the guarantee range, which is uh, water butts, compost bins, raised beds, growing aids, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then last year in the, towards the end of April, um, because we saw so much online traffic come in for the likes of compost bins, I think there was, I think in March or, yeah, it was March when lockdown was announced, there was 1.7 uh, million searches on uh, Google alone just for composters and compost bins because obviously so many people were spending time in their garden. So at that point, we chose to then take on ourselves to start up our own um, e-commerce website for the Guarantee UK and it's just been an absolute launch ever since i want to talk quickly about the rainwater harvesting side of the business so graph for a second because it's a fascinating product that most people aren't aware of its existence and that's a kind of sign that it's doing its job and i remember the first time i was driving to your office in banbury uh, and i drove through an actual flood and i remember going hmm could have done with some uh, rainwater harvesting tanks there to probably mitigate some of this flood water. Uh, people, talk 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 us through the process of acquiring customers and interest in those products that you sell because it's not it's not an obvious product, is it? No, not at all. And most people kind of don't know the technologies there. It's been around in the UK for years and years. I mean, the actual. Um, thought of rainwater harvesting has been dated back uh, centuries where people are literally collecting rainwater in large terracotta pots and using it to wash down uh, horses and cattle in you know mm. ye-, ye old medieval times but obviously since then the technology has advanced advanced thank god for that um and it's still uh, a technology that few are aware of and the benefits of it 
most people uh, consider rainwater harvesting now just to be a water butt connected to your um, garden shed or greenhouse and then you just mm. water your garden using that yet it's been advanced so much you've got underground tanks uh, integrated pumps filters that are able to filter the rainwater down so now you can reuse it to for any non-possible use so flushing your toilets using in the washing machine or your external taps for washing the car uh, watering the garden that sort of stuff it's a very technical product though isn't it it's something that can be quite difficult for for advertisers to to effectively market uh, as as the marketing lead at graph and guarantee how do you kind of get around that how do you kind of wake up every day and say right i've got to advertise this stuff how do i how do i make this fun for myself well, a lot of people like you say feel like it's quite an advanced solution when most of the packages now on the market are very much packaged and it's pretty much a case of plug and play so with all of our systems you get your underground tank your filter and your pump package the pump is usually external um to which can be fitted in the garage or um, boiler room if there's one in the property and yeah i think most people feel like it's advanced but once you show them how it works you talk them through it it's a very simple solution for most people to fit um any the best time to really install the tank is when you're doing the build of the house. Mm. So, because a lot of people think uh, if they're doing it after the house is being built, they'll pretty much have to replumb it, um, plumb the house, depending on what they want to do. If they want it for flushing the toilets and washing machine, you would have to there be some form of replumbing to do. But if you had to get like a basic garden package where it's just for watering the garden, it's as easy as installing a tank in the ground and just connecting a hose point. Uh, to the tank that allows the submersible pump to push water ready to use. So it's easy, or it's easier, uh, shall I say, when you are building your house, because when it comes to the plumbing, you can just plumb it straight in. Mm. So so would you say that quite a large amount of the marketing output that comes from Graph, uh, particularly Graph, is, is probably more educational then, helping helping end users kind of realise that they don't actually need to tear out all of their plumbing to make it happen, and you do have some, you know, some easily connectable solutions that don't require massive overhaulment of systems. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's showing the end users and people that would be installing the tank the ease of use, and it's all about creating education, educational content in forms of videos, blogs that really show how the systems are put together, how they work and how they can benefit from them. So is that going to form a large part of your strategy going forward? Because I know we were speaking off air about your recent investment as a company into video marketing, uh, hardware and software. So are you going to be, you know, so so you go to answerthepublic.com, you get the this list of questions. Are you turning that into multi-form content or are you focusing more on video or, or written content? What's the kind of, what's the content drive? So it will be mainly uh, video, uh, just because, like you say, the hardware and software that we've invested in just gives us now the ease of platform just to get into the studio and record a video answering any questions. And the best thing is, once we have that video, um, we've chopped it down to what we like and it's formatted, we can then get it transcribed so that we then have as a written form that can go on the website. And as mainly as it is for answering the um, audience's questions. It's also loaded with keywords that you put in to your website to help with the SEO of it. Yeah, it's it's, it's really something that I, I mean, a lot of businesses 
I know they're they're starting to wake up and realize that mm. video content is probably a really healthy and handy way to go forward. I mean, if you, if you think about kind of us, I know we're fairly similar in age, Callum. That's that's just us youngsters talk for a second and leave Becky out of it. <laughs> but um, with with regards to to myself, you know, when I when I don't know how to do something what am i going to do i'm probably going to go to youtube and look for some sort of video demonstration is that something that you guys are going to be doing going forward as well yes so it's very much answering those um answering the questions that people are searching because what you'll find over time is that especially with these or the complicated systems such as a i say complicated like a rainwater heart and a wastewater treatment system a lot of people when they're installing them especially end users have questions about how it works, how they install it, how to maintain it afterwards. And if you answer those questions before their purchase, they're more likely to purchase you from a brand as they're more likely to trust you since you're being honest and open about your systems and how they do it. Because there are a lot of people out there that will just put on a website, not show information, and then they kind of shift that responsibility onto the end user uh, once they've bought it. So really installs a trust within your potential customer that you are a brand to trust considering the amount of content you are producing to help them on their um, customer journey. The story of of Garantia is one that is quite interesting, especially from a PPC perspective, just to to link back to what we do. Oh, we have Um, to do that. We have to do that Um, because it was last last April, was it, that we went live with Garantia? This last 12 months forgive me if I'm getting the date wrong. Was it? Yes, it was end of April. I think off the top of my head, it was the 25th or 26th of April. Oh, I got the right month. Yes. Uh, see, I'm not that old. I'm not losing my marbles yet. Because <laughs> um, we we switched we switched some Google ads on to promote the new site. Obviously a new site, it takes a while for, for Google to pick up. There's a new site in existence. So, so naturally... We did some paid ads to to push people to the lovely Garantia site. And I think what was really nice um, and testament to, again, to Technique of doing a great job with creating such a nice site was just how quickly we started to see those orders come in, didn't we, Callum? Yeah, because that was kind of one of the surprises to us is, well, not so much a surprise. It was when we launched the site, we were kind of thinking internally, well, it's going to take a couple of weeks or so until we have our first orders because, like you say, Google's going to crawl the site, rank it before it starts displaying it. But I think after a day or two, we received our first order and we were over the moon. We just were shocked about how quickly it actually happened. And ever since, like it's just gone leaps and bounds. It really has. Yeah, it's it was very nice going for your latest report, actually, Callum, and, and seeing because I think as well that as a new business and not having the seasonal trends, there were concerns that as we went out of the summer seasons, when people are typically in their gardens um, to over the winter months, just how much we've been able to, to grow those sales continually for you, which, again, is testament to the, the products you've got in place um, and all the work you're doing as well to, to grow the brand. But it's a it's a really nice story of how you don't have to wait months and months. If as long as you've got the foundations in place, you've got the right products, you've got a good website. If you just need to get traffic there, that Google Ads is a really well, is one of is the best way, I'm gonna to say, to get people mm. looking at those products straight we're, away. We're not biased, right? We're, we're not biased. <laughs> um but yeah, it's uh it was a nice story. Um 
And I think what's what's been particularly interesting there with you guys, obviously the e-commerce element, the Google shopping campaigns have been the real success story for you guys and putting putting those products directly out in front of people on the search uh, results page and showing people the, the picture of the lovely goods, the price and getting them then and there rather than just relying on the search ads as well. Yeah, because that's exactly that. I think since the launch of the ad campaigns, it has been the um, Google Shopping campaigns has outperformed. Mm-hmm. I think it's always been the composters uh, category that's been the mainstay for months and months. But even this year, in the first two months, I want to say, yeah, January, February, we've done half of last year's uh, sales on the website already. And February was uh, bigger than August last year. And yet we're kind of out of season and it snowed in February. It's like, we shouldn't really be selling garden products when it's supposed to be snowing. But still, it's, yeah, incredible, incredible numbers that it's done. Well, that's the good thing that if people are actively searching for it on, on a tool like Google, then they've got that, they've got that intent there. And it's the time to jump on these people and make sure that they can find you. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's like with this, with the Google ads that we've run, the return on ad spend has been incredible uh, since it's been going live. And the good thing about Google is when people are searching on there, it's with search intent of finding your products. So it's making sure you're getting in front of the people that at that moment in time are looking for your goods. Yeah, exactly. And I know beyond that, I know uh, I should shout out to Johnny here as well. Johnny, bless us. He joined us on the show last week. Johnny is the account manager that's working with Callum. And I know he's looking at some more advanced remarketing strategies with you um, for March. And I know you've already got a remarketing campaign in place there that's helping to keep in front of people that show that initial interest and get them back to the site as well. So there's a whole a whole lovely ecosystem there in place for you with Google Ads. But let's um, let's go back again because I think obviously we we couldn't go through this show without talking about the pandemic because it's still here. Mm-hmm. And i just like to, to see what challenges you've had for both Graph and Guarantee throughout the pandemic, Callum. Yeah, so at the very start, because um, our main business is in the construction industry, we were both quite fortunate that both um, sides of the business weren't um, affected that much because construction sites were still open and we could still get orders out to customers. And um, with people being furloughed at work, they obviously had more time to spend in the garden, uh, which really helped and that helped propel our sales because I think during lockdown, I think we um, went live with one client and we received... 150 orders on a bank holiday weekend so the amount of people that were on our customers websites placing orders it was just incredible and we actually had to pretty much allocate resources um to process the orders and by that we had to have um, some people stop their usual day jobs and be like right you've got to process orders because it's just too many i mean it was quite a brave a brave move for you guys because you literally press go pretty much on both projects with us right at the start of pandemic time um was there any hesitation at the time or did you know that it it, it was a good opportunity for you guys at the time or has it been a, a surprise um i think at the start because there was um, little information given to the construction industry about what they can and can't do and how they can't how they can and can't operate um so i think after a week or so then you know 
they got clear instructions of how they can. So they were said builders, merchants are now classed as essential. They can have, you know, their doors open as long as it's social distancing. You've got the two meter queue marks in place. You've got screens to protect the staff. So once that information come through, it was, we were a lot more comfortable how it's going to go. And we, within kind of start of March and seeing how many people were in their gardens and seeing the orders come through from uh, pre-existing customers on their websites, it gave us kind of more reassurance to go with our own website. Something that we had planned to do in a year or so's time, but due to the pandemic, it sped up quite a bit. It's nice to hear a success story through through all this because I think you can go through the headlines and just be bombarded with with the negative stories of people people's businesses that have suffered um so it is nice i'm not saying that you guys have commercially gained from it and it's it's yeah. no disrespect to anyone that suffered through this but it is good to see how you were able to step up see the opportunity and you weren't scared to go into into marketing the business and carrying on through the pandemic i think it's it's a lovely story yeah because that's what happens with kind of most companies when they go through um a tough or tough times like you know during you know, credit crisis and stuff like that, when it seems a bit uneasy, the most, well, most companies do just cut marketing budgets. They see mm-hmm. it as um, kind of a waste or an expenditure that's not needed when in actual fact, uh, when it is coming to um, like the pandemic or a potential uh, economic crisis, the actual best thing to do is potentially keep your marketing up, um, level where it is or increase the budget. Because yeah. in these uncertain times, you could say, you know, consumers are less likely to spend However, if you're more in front of their minds, they're more likely to spend with you in that case. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, I mean, that's some wise words, Callum. Um, what other advice would you give to fellow marketing managers like yourself that are currently looking to improve their own marketing right now? Uh, for me, I think video is very much the way. Uh, I think a lot of people probably get a bit daunted by video they think they've you know got to have these dslr cameras all the mics all the bells and whistles to get going but when we started really looking into video we were still recording it on iphones um you know i got uh, iphone 11 for work very fortunate to have that and that records 4k on that and you can record really good quality videos on iphones and there's a uh, cheap um video editing software online that you can download that is very good and very easy to use um so yeah i think a lot of people sometimes overthink what they're doing um live video especially instagram facebook i know facebook really like live videos and they love pages that share them um they're uh, kind of pushing people to do more live video and you can do that like i said again on your iphone and then once you've recorded your live you can then download it clip it how you want and then repurpose that content anywhere else that you want to use. Whether you've got that, obviously went live on Facebook, you can then download it, snip it down and move that on your LinkedIn. You can put it on your YouTube channel. You can repurpose it as many times as you want. So it's more doing it and using the equipment that you have rather than overthinking about what equipment you don't have and not doing it at all. There you go. You heard it here. Make more videos, everyone, especially if you've got a product that requires some sort of explanation or demonstration. I think it's a very, very powerful tool. Callum, it's been awesome having you join us here on the burrito. Um, before you go, though, uh, where can Graph and Guarantee it be found on the internet? Uh, 
So if you search www.graphuk.co.uk, you'll find us. And if you're looking for a nice water bottle or composter for your garden, make sure you search www.guaranteeuk.co.uk. There we go, everyone. Callum Valance Paul, probably my favourite surname of all the people that we work with. What an amazing surname. Callum, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Becky, um, how bad is your passport photo? Uh, it's pretty bad. I had a lovely one before I got married where I had, I purposely <laughs> went and after I got back from a holiday and I was nice and tanned in my photo. And then when I got married, um, I needed to change my passport again and they wanted a new photo and I was pale and white and it was in a rush. So. Why couldn't you use the original photo? Had it been, it had been like a few oh, years or something? I, I, it hadn't been that long. I don't Because I, I queried this. I was like, do I need a new photo? And I'm like, yep. And, I don't know. Maybe when you get married, you look more stressed. So they, they make you update your photo. Depends who you're marrying, yeah. I guess. I, I feel like we're uh, revealing more than we, we need to here. Um, the, the, I mean, the re- I have an absolutely terrible passport photo. Uh, you, you know, like, I, I mean, they, they, they tell you not to smile. You have to look direct at the camera. You, you can't look happy at all. And, and for some reason, I just concentrated too much on my nose and, and I just look completely boss-eyed in, in my picture. And, and it's it's not a good look. It's not a good look. I've crossed my eyes and everything in it, and I'm kind of like gurning at the <laughs> camera. Um, the the reason why we're talking about this is because Google has recently rolled out another new change um, with regards to its verification of accounts. And uh, Becky, we're going to moan about this now, aren't we? Moan alert! Moan alert! <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a new it's a new thing. Um, so Google Ad Account Verification. They're they're doing this, I guess, to stop non businesses, dodgy people from setting up ad accounts. Um, but it's a bit of a pain from what I've experienced so far. So it's rolling out very slowly. They said they're they're picking people and it's just rolling out. I don't, it seems to be pretty random to me. Um, so I, I can't give any insight as to when this will happen to you, but it, it will happen to you at some point. Um, basically, they're asking organizations and individuals who are advertising to verify both their organization and their individual um, existence. So for businesses, it's your uh, incorporation docs those kind of things you've got to upload and for your individual it's either your passport which is what Michael was <laughs> linking in us in with there or your driving license which obviously very personal information um but I guess it is the only legal way to verify who you are um but what what I kind of wanted to bring this up for is that it's a bit of a clunky process so if you're an agency or if you're manager, if you're a marketing manager, perhaps um, who's looking after the ads in the account, but you're not the billing contact, it's actually the billing contacts that you've got to get into the Google Ads account and uploading these documents. So it's the people that aren't uh, nice and familiar with, with the account and where everything is. It's the people that hate to go in and do this stuff. And it may be people that also feel uncomfortable with uploading their personal data into google unfortunately um but i've i've spoken to google you can't get around it you do have to do it um otherwise they suspend your account when they ask you to do, to do it they give you about a month to do it um and i'm afraid it's do it or don't advertise with them at the moment 
Yeah, I, I think their their wording around it has been a little bit strong, but I'm probably going to be in the minority here when I say that I I don't think this is a bad thing, and I'm going to explain. I, I'll explain why, and I, I think that um the the kind of idea of being anonymous online is something that I don't think we can really have much of going forward uh, particularly when it comes to social media uh, i think that that's kind of where we're seeing a lot of ugliness at the moment but when it comes to advertising campaigns you know we need to see that as an extension of social media and, and personal recognition on on the internet you know google at the end of the day needs to know that you're human you're you know everything that you're doing is kind of legit and above board and this is a good way to ensure that it is yeah, you know, that that's happening. Yeah, and I know it's it's probably going to upset some people. They're going to feel like it's a breach of privacy or, or or something like that. But sometimes we just have to kind of do these things, and and they're not going to be using the information that we provide, or at least that we know of, anyway. They they use it so you can hover over ads, and as well as the widest ad, you get an about the advertiser a little bit. And in terms of what information they share, there is the name of the company, where it's based. Mm. Um, I guess for individuals, it would be the name of the individual. So if you're a coach or something, um, it would be your name there. I guess, uh, like you say, the benefit is it stops fraudulent activity. So if there's someone who's pretending to be you um, and they've set up a whole website, which technically they could do, um, then it... I guess it stops people from misrepresenting who they are online, but yeah. but it is a bit of a faff doing it. And I would suggest for any bigger companies where the billing person is someone who comes in once a month, um, that you as soon as you get notification of the fact you need to do it, speak to that person, reassure them, and talk them through the process of how to upload those documents. It will come up in a big, I think it's blue text, um, at the top of your account. You'll get an email about it, and it does walk you through it step by step. But it is a bit confusing, like I say, where it's not necessarily the people that are in there doing the stuff every day that can actually do this, but it has to be an authorised representative who is a billing contact. There we go. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a a sad kind of tip to end the episode on, and uh, and it's a little, uh, you know, it's 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 a faff. It's a faff, isn't it? It's an extra process, and it's not really, um, it's not really, you know, the kind of note that we want to end the episode on. So, with that in mind, uh, I, I have a joke. Uh, uh, for you, for you, Becky. Oh, no. uh, how do SEO experts celebrate improved search rankings? Um, I don't know. How do SEO experts celebrate improved rankings? SERP rise parties. Hey. <laughs> I know it's terrible. Uh, hopefully, Lawrence likes that one. Anyway, um, that's that's the show, everyone, and that's a wrap. 
thank you for joining us for another episode of the PPC Burrito. If you haven't already, consider following us on LinkedIn and also on Twitter and Instagram at Digital Gearbox. If you would like to use PPC platforms like Google Ads to unlock more traffic, leads and sales, feel free to get in touch either by dropping us a message on social media or by going to our lovely website www.digitalgearbox.co.uk So from me, Michael and me, Becky Stay happy, stay safe and until next time, amigos keep on optimising (laughs) 